Welcome to another episode of the Bottom of the Stream Movie Show. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome, welcome, and thrice welcome. Welcome indeed. How are you, Nick? I'm good. Very good. Yeah? Just finished recording The Wave. How do you think that went? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. We didn't think we'd go for very long this week, but we it's been quite a long one. So I, I thought it was... Hopefully you're enjoying The Wave. It was top chat. I agree. Hopefully everybody else is enjoying it, and uh, we certainly are. We think it's made the show a bit better, don't we? Sure. But this is the movie show, and in this week's movie show, we are watching a film called Bullet Head. Obviously, we are. Um, if ever there was a movie title that was bottom of the stream written all over it, it is Bullet Head. Why is this called Bullet Head? That was going to be one of my first points. <laughs> There's no reason for this film to be called Bullet Head. Nobody gets a bullet in the head. There's not even any guns in it. Well, the, not until the very, very end. No one is called Bullet Head or Bullet no. Head in this movie. No. And nobody gets a bullet in the head. No. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know why it's called bullet head. Absolute mystery. I, I just keep saying bullet head and I don't know why. <laughs> so I just keep saying it like that. Um, bullet head was from 2017. It is a 15. It runs for one hour and 33 minutes. Currently rated at 5.4 on IMDb. Has a cast. It does have a cast, doesn't it, Nick? Sure. And how. Um, it, <laughs> and how. It stars Adrian Brody as a character called Stacy. He's won an Oscar. Um, he has won an Oscar. Do you know what he won an Oscar for? The Pianist? The Pianist from 2002. He also holds two Oscar records. Do you oh, want to know what they are? Yes, please. At the time of winning, he was the youngest ever person to win a Best Actor Oscar. Oh, nice. And he's the only actor, still to this day, to win when nominated against four previous winners. Ooh, that is a good fact. Yeah, so he was nominated, he won against four people who had previously won Oscars. Um, so, do you want to know who he was nominated against? Yes, please. <laughs> the other nominees in the category that he won were Nicolas Cage for Adaptation. Oh. A wonderful film. I love Adaptation. Um, Michael Caine for The Quiet American. Okay. Daniel Day-Lewis for Gangs of New York. Oh, right. And Jack Nicholson for About Schmidt. He's done well there. That's quite a cast of people he's beaten, isn't it? Cage, Kane, Day-Lewis and Nicholson. Yeah, that's... Be all four of them. That's tough. That's a tough field. He would not have been favourite in that, I don't Do you want to know... Can you guess who won best film that year? 2003. Oscars 2003. I'm going to say it wasn't any of those that you've just mentioned. It wasn't any of those I've just um, mentioned. Because Scorsese was famously snubbed. Yep. 2002 was that a lord of the rings one maybe or was that oh, it might have been the year after lord of the rings lost that year the two towers did uh, yeah so it would have been the middle one so do you want me to see if you're the go runners on. up the nominees oh, that didn't win yeah go on then so gangs of new york yeah the hours yeah the lord of the rings the two towers and the pianist did not win 2002 but it's two it's 2002 but 2003 oscar ceremony yeah I'm not sure. Chicago. Oh, okay. That was a, that is an odd one. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It was an odd ceremony that year. There was lots of uh, good films. About Schmidt with Jack Nicholson is a brilliant film as well. It's one of my favourite Nicholson films. Yeah. Um, that's anyway, that's anyway. really weird that Chicago would have won anyway. Yeah, it is. Anyway, moving on. Um, also stars Antonio Banderas. Um, he plays a character called Blue. Um He's been on this show before. He this is. is his second he's appearance for, on the show. Formerly of this parish. 
he is indeed. He was in Acts of Vengeance in season three. Um, most famous, obviously, for Zorro, Desperado. You've, you know who Antonio Banderas is. It's, if you don't, then what are you doing with your life? <laughs> exactly. Um, also stars a guy called John Malkovich, who plays a character called Walker. Um, he's most famous for being in a film called Being John Malkovich. Uh, he's, I'd say he was most famous for getting to the semi-finals of the bottom of the stream <laughs> Euro 2020 tournament last True, week he did get to the he did get to the finals of that last week uh, last four i think he got to didn't he he did indeed representing yeah. croatia yes because he's has he got croatian blood or something he has yes <laughs> <laughs> um he's also the first actor to win a major film award for portraying himself in a film great um he won the new york film critics award for portraying himself in being john malkovich the first and only actor to ever do that um, has two Oscar nominations himself, one for In the Line of Fire in 1993 yeah. and one for Places in the Heart in 1984. Oh, wow, that far uh, back. Hey. Yeah, uh, but he has never won. Um, also stars Corey, is it Corey Culkin? I think that's how you pronounce it. I thought it was Rory. Rory, sorry, yeah. Is, is Corey the other one? Is there like loads there's, of Culkin? There's Kieran. Kieran, that's it. But yeah, Rory Culkin's most famous. He was the kid in Signs. Yeah. Um, he's also in Scream 4. Uh, with Emma Roberts, incidentally, who was in last week's film. Oh, of course. This film was written and directed by a guy called Paul S- Soleil. S-O-L-E-T. Is that how I'm, is that how I'm pronouncing yeah. it? Or Solit? Soleil. Soleil, I think. Um, this was the first film that he's ever made that isn't a direct horror film. Um, it is Technically, I guess it could be classed as a horror film. There's definitely horror sections in this film. Yeah, but there, is, there is. I wouldn't. It, it's not a horror film, whereas this is his first... Every other film this guy's made has been a horror film. So I suppose that's where he comes from. Do you want to talk about where this film starts, Nick? You're not going to ask me for a one-word review? <laughs> I am going to ask you for a one-word review. What's your one-word review of uh, Bullethead? Rough. <laughs> Is that because the film's a bit rough or because of the, of the obvious dog? Uh, the obvious dog. <laughs> the obvious dog. Which I guess is not obvious. We've not mentioned that there's a dog. Oh, yeah, there. there's a massive fucking hench dog in this film. <laughs> It's a, it is a hench dog as well. You do not want to mess with this dog. No way. Do you know what sort of dog it is? I'm not good on dogs. Yes, I do. Oh, that's all right. Then. I wrote it down. Do you want me to tell you? I think I always considered myself a cat person, which, again, was probably... Well, we'll get to it. That might have been my favourite bit in this movie. <laughs> do you want me to tell you what this breed of dog is? Yes, please. It's a canary mastiff. Okay. Or otherwise known as perodepressor canario. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, Three dogs were made. Three dogs were used in the making of the film. Um, the dog in the film is called De Niro. Yes, that's its title. That's its character name. The names of the three dogs were Curly, Adamar, and Han Solo. Um, <laughs> nice. Each of them had a, each of them had a different task, so they did different things. And there was also a puppy um, that was used during the end of the film. So there was technically four dogs. Um, that puppy was a rescue and was given to the CEO of the film studio at oh, the end of the film. Nice. And the f- puppy was was known as De Niro. Good fact. That's good fact. Thank you. I love IMDb's trivia. It makes me sound intelligent. <laughs> um, where does this film start, Nick? Uh, we, uh, and I was pleasantly surprised to find, uh, we are in dog cam. Dog cam. Dog's eye view. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're in a cage. Uh, we are. And we're led out to a uh, an elevator. And yep. we meet Big Tony B. 
And we do. First, first one we meet. Antonio Banderas is running, running an underground dogfighting ring. In a, yeah, in like a warehouse place. Yeah, he's the bad guy in this film. Um, yeah, we're <laughs> off, to, off to an interesting start, that's for sure. So yeah, so the dogs get released and the fight begins. It's a three-way dance as well. It's three, three dogs <laughs> in the match. And then we uh, cut straight into the title card. Um, the film comes back from the title card and we are in a car with three people um, the three people are Adrian Brody, John Malkovich and Rory Culkin and they're driving into a warehouse they've clearly just done some sort of crime well there's actually four people in the car oh of course there is, yeah sorry there is um, unfortunately one, guy, one guy does one, not make it one of them's fair, but... dead or dying uh, and uh, double unfortunately he's the one driving yes <laughs> He, um, I think he dies whilst driving. Yes. And crashes them into the doorway of this warehouse. He's the wheel man. Yeah, the wheel man. I've written here, car drives into a warehouse, literally. <laughs> so, you can hear in the background there's police cars out looking for them. Um, they've obviously just committed some sort of crime and that you would think that it has not gone according to plan. Um, with the driver being dead and all. I'm sure they didn't plan that. Uh, so they decide they need to hide out until sundown, and this warehouse is as good a place as any to do that. They're, they're, yeah, they're walking through this this warehouse, sort of scouting it out a bit, and uh, Adrian Brody's character, uh, Stacy, is on the phone so to their handler or whatever, and yeah, he, yeah, he relays a message to the other two that, um, that the boss is going to send someone to get them, but it's not going to be until at least sundown because they're too hot at the minute, basically. Yeah. There's cops the everywhere. People's- there's cops everywhere. Everything's there. Everything's kicking off. It's not good. Oh, it also happens that our um, our youngest member of this trio, uh, who is Gage, played by Rory Culkin, uh, is going through the withdraw- withdrawals from... Yeah, he's a, he's a junkie. Quite a heavy he's drug not, addiction. He's not, he's not his fix for a while. Um, and it's it's not going well for him so far. He's, he's, uh, his mouth's scabbing up. He needs his fix. He kind of goes off to the bathroom, heads off towards the bathroom area, yeah. leaving the other two, um, Brody and Stacy and Walker, Malkovich and Brody, to kind of debate what they're going to do and what they're going to do with this junkie that they've picked up somehow. Stacy has a kind of flashback. So he has a few little flashbacks during this film, doesn't he? To... There's, there's many flashbacks in this movie. And it well, yeah, there I are. I was surprised. Um, mm. There is more of a character aspect to this than I was expecting. Yeah. Possibly because within with hindsight, you can't make a ninety minute movie of just a dog chasing some dudes around a warehouse. <laughs> no, there's um it takes a little while to get going this film. Um there's a lot of filler towards the beginning. That I'll point it out when we get to it, but but then when it does get going it's quite action packed. The flashback is basically Stacy saying he's he's with this girl, he's leaving this girl. Um He's, just a, he's left a woman behind, hasn't he? Basically, yeah, he's got a woman at home waiting for him. Is what we what we're thinking. Um, this was obviously this is a film, so this was obviously supposed to be his last score. This was going to be his last big job. It looks like they've robbed a safe, um, and they appear to have the safe, but they haven't managed to crack the safe. That's how I was understanding it. I don't know if you were as well. Yes. So yeah, basically. Then Walker does a bit of a, a chat about his. Fir- he calls it his first last score. Um, <laughs> When he talks about how he broke into this safe in this place, and when he got in there, there was literally nothing. It was completely empty, and it wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, because the, uh, the store the owner of that. Yeah, the store owner was 
was dodgy and he'd already raided it. Yeah. Um, so, but then he talks about was it him that was talking about this fish tank? Yes, because it was it was a pet shop. It was it was a pet it was it was Melkovich, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so he was going to rob a cat for his daughter. Yes. Because it was Christmas Eve. But they'd um, all gone. But they'd, the cats had all gone. He wasn't a dog person, like uh, he's more of a cat person, like yourself. Um, so he didn't want a dog because he knew he'd end up walking it. But then he spies this fish tank with a single fish in it. Yeah. So he's like, perfect. I'll rob the fish tank, take it for my daughter for Christmas. She'll love that. Um, just as he's leaving, he's like, oh, there's loads of fish in here. I'll just take a load more fish. Yeah. And gets, she'll have a nice greedy. full fish tank. So he gets greedy, fills this fish tank with fish um, and then takes it home, puts it under the Christmas tree for his daughter, wakes up the next morning to the sounds of his daughter screaming um, and a fish tank full of dead fish because he's committed the cardinal fish keeper's crime. Of mixing salt water and freshwater fish, therefore killing them all and giving a macabre scene to his daughter for Christmas. It's a tricky business, isn't it, fish? It is. Yeah, I've got a tropical fish tank. Yeah, you've had some trying yeah, I've times. Had some, I've, had, I've had some massacres over the years. I put a couple of fish in once, and it killed literally every fish. Yeah, ever, remember all the, the fish in the tank. Them two little ones just went and ate everything else. Ate everything. Yeah, but uh, you have to be careful of what breeds you can mix with other breeds and. But they, were, they weren't supposed to do that, were they? No, they weren't. They were uh, they were barbaric. I don't know what was wrong with them. They were murderers. So yeah, that was a, a whole scene there of um, his character building, I guess. Some would call it filler. It was unnecessary, <laughs> probably. Um, meanwhile, while this story's going on, Gage is trying to find some water because he's having the DTs. And... Uh, he finds something else. He heads into this, like, it's almost like a locker room, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. And um, he just kind of, he looks down this row of lockers. We can't see what he's looking at. And he just kind of freezes. Yeah, he drops his bag, doesn't he? He drops he his freezes. bag and he's just staring there, standing there staring. Then we go back to dog's eye view. We get a flashback on the dog this time. Even the dog has flashbacks. <laughs> Even the dog has flashback in this film. Um, but it looks in this flashback like the dog has just lost a fight. Um, and... Bandaris tells one of his goons to shoot the dog. Yeah. Um, and then you can hear fighting through a window. We, yeah. You don't ever see any dog-on-dog violence in this film. Um, the, no, the handler has took him and took the dog into this room, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, he has indeed. And um, he has been bit. He's been bitten quite badly. Um, so he leaves this dog in this. He locks this dog in this room. Leaves it. Goes to sort himself out. Well, he's um, he's allegedly he's he's done it over he's been told to kill it yeah, hasn't he he's yeah. been told to kill it but he's been bitten in the process um he goes to sort himself out and he's in the same room that gage is in now so this flashback doesn't appear to be that long ago no previous night maybe so he bandages himself up and that's the last we see of him until we cut back to gage who's still frozen on the spot and and um adrian brody and john malkovich come in and find him standing there and they're like what are you doing? Why are you standing there doing nothing? What's wrong with you? Hello? Are you okay? <laughs> and so they go up to him. They walk up to him and they look down this uh, alleyway of lockers as well. And what do they see, Nick? They see a absolutely mangled dog handler. Yes. He's in pieces. He is. Uh, He's been, uh, been ripped apart. And standing over him is one big hench boy dog. <laughs> it uh, is indeed. Massive great big tank of a thing. Uh, covered in blood and yep. quite pissed off. 
Yeah, quite literally covered in blood. He looks like he's got a few injuries of his own as well. Yes. He's a, he's a beaten up old thing. Um, this is our first meeting of De Niro. This is the dog. Um, so they decide to slowly back away because yeah, this dog looks fucking terrifying. It's a really scary looking dog as yeah, well. Stace is like, right, calmly, slowly, let's walk back. Edge away. Yeah. That doesn't last very um, long. It doesn't last very long because the dog starts to chase them. Um, so they, they run, obviously, as you do. And they get through a door. They manage to lock themselves in a room. Uh, Gage, dog... Gage has left his drugs and his bag behind. Yep. And the money's also in there. Yep. The money's also not in this room that they're locked in. But now there's a fucking angry dog on the other side of these doors. Literally throw... You can hear it throwing itself at the doors as well. Uh, it pisses it's under the game. door at them as well. It does, yeah. <laughs> Very uh, passive-aggressive move. It just pisses through the door. Um, Reminded me Gage... of yourself. Do I piss through doors? <laughs> Sometimes. Um, Gage tells the other two, look, I can't be in here without my drugs. I need that bag. Um, I'm prepared to ruin, to spare my life for it. Yeah. Take, give my life for it. But I want it. Um, and he's like, I'm going back in. So he goes to open the door. And it ends up in a bit of a scuffle. And Stacy bangs him out. Knocks him clean unconscious. Yeah. And he ends up, he is still unconscious in the next scene. He's just lying on the bed. Yeah, they've while, they've, uh, they've made a temporary sort of stretcher for him, I guess. Yeah, because they've got like a gym horse in there. Because it, whether it was like an old boxing gym or something, I don't know. I, I don't know, or well. just a storage warehouse, because there's like a maze oh, was, of furniture a, later, isn't there? There's all they sorts tell you, there's, there's a... There's a giveaway. There's a throwaway line at the beginning, in, the beginning of the film that it's a municipal storage facility. Oh, okay. So it's an old school storage facility. Okay. That's why there's two school buses later on as well. So the dog's still at the door. They're locked in this room. Gage is unconscious. They're sitting leaning up against like an old gym horse. Yes. Pommel and horse. And they're having a yeah, pommel horse. And they're having a more, another chat. They're having a so, bit more of a filler conversation. Walker, <laughs> having. Yeah, we find out here that Walker and Stacey have known each other for, for quite an amount of time. And yeah. they've presumably done several jobs, um, both apart and and together before. And yeah. this is the first time they'd done anything with Gage. Yeah, because he brought that job to them by the sounds of it. Yeah, it was Gage because he calls it. He says it was his job at the beginning. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Stacy tells this tells Walker a story about um. This isn't his first dog incident with a dog during a job. Yeah, because Walker says um, to him, and this is my. This I really like this little exchange. So just before uh, Stacy starts telling the story, they have this back and forth, and Walker's like, "You know, look, I know you like cats. It's all right to be a cat person. It's like it doesn't make you less of a man. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make you a pussy." And uh, and and Stacy's like, "Oh no, it's not that. It's not that." And eventually, he gets the story out. I just, I, yeah. I thought it was the best Malkovich was in this movie because he he does dial it in. Because why yeah, wouldn't parts you? of it he does. We, yeah, my criticism of this movie would be like it's clearly made like somewhere cheap, like Bulgaria or Romania. Uh, yeah, yeah. In, in a in a middle of a warehouse, it's almost like this is a sort of movie in Shit's Creek that Moira goes to make in, <laughs> in that last or penultimate series. Yeah, um, I think you're right. But it, but Malkovich seems to be having a bit of fun in this in that sort of chat, I guess. Yeah, it's a heck of a cast for a film like that, though, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> when you think about it, 
But uh, yeah, you're right. But we'll come to that, I guess, later on. Um, so yeah, he tells this story of he he was it was a truffle heist basically. Yes, he was um, going after these super expensive truffles, truffles, <laughs> truffles that were stored in this storage facility, I guess, lockup. Um, and he gets given a dog to try and sniff them out. Yeah, he had. To, um, he he met a guy, so he had two yeah. truffle dogs. Yeah, and but he didn't get on with the first dog, the little yeah, Jack, so Jack take, Russell. So he had to take the second one. Yeah. Which was this huge poodle. It was a toy poodle, yeah. It was a massive, great big poodly thing. Um, but it worked. It found the truffles in this storage facility. He, they nearly get caught just afterwards. Um, turns out the security guard's scared of dogs, so he does a runner. Um, and that's the end of that story. And um, Stacey says, since then, I've been a dog person because yeah. that guard would have shot me if I didn't have the dog with me. Yeah. Again, it's filler. It's there's just it's it's supposed to be character building. It it's not. But then when they finish telling the story, they look around and Gage is not on the bed anymore. He's gone. Yeah. Um. It turns out he's gone back for his bag. We follow him a little bit. Well, there's a um, hole, isn't there? There's a hole yeah. in the wall, sort of up up further up the wall, up accessible via like a gantry. Yeah. Uh. So he's not. He's not gone through the doors unnoticed. He's he's spotted that and and gone back for his stash. I guess he's snooky and gone back for his stash. And he does find his stash and he just he shoots up. He's got like a hammer tattoo on his arm where he shoots his heroin, I guess, into. Yeah. Um, and then he sees a rabbit. Yeah. It's a bit random. There's just a rabbit running running around. So um, I thought then... this was the dog. Yeah, me too. So I thought, oh, he's he's on drugs. He's. It's in a rabbit. It's, it's the, dog. the dog. Yeah. It's not. It's no, rabbit. it's an actual rabbit. <laughs> Um, and then some cops show up. Um, they've got a dog too. Um, they start searching through this warehouse. They do um, an awful job of searching. They never even find the dog, let alone the people. They never even find the car, the crashed car. That's no, true. The it don't. Is right There's next a crashed car in the doorway of this warehouse. The cops don't even see that. They never find any of the three people that are hiding out there, and they never find this rabid dog that's running around the place. But the dog, the canine, so the canine unit that yeah. the police that turn up, so they, the guy's walking around, the dog's going crazy because he smells big hench boy, De Niro. Yeah. Um, but the police just go, oh, it's just the dog acting crazy. It's like, Cause- well, why have you bought it's him a, then? It's a police dog. Yeah. Surely they're trained. They exactly. must have smelled the amount of blood that was in the place as well. Awful. But I don't know. They're they're inept cops, and Awful they eventually just, they, yeah. they just leave. The, the two guys are watching them through a window. As you say, it's all clear. I'm like, you've only looked in one room. Yeah. <laughs> so they call it all clear, and they just go. Um, that's the last we see of any cops. Um, suddenly, there's a knock on this big door where the dog was. Yeah. And it's Gage, and he wants back in. He's like, I've, I've found my shit. Um, I need to come back in. Um, Stacy's, and also he's like, there's a van. I found a van. It's down in the loading dock. Yeah. Um, but Stacy's like, you can't come back in. What about that fucking massive dog that's out there? And he's like, there's not here. There's no dog here. Well, he, um, and he also says, I don't think we can trust you. You're a loose cannon, basically. Yeah, basically. I'm going to leave you out there to get you in by that dog. Um, eventually, Stacy relents. They open the door. And just as they open the door, De Niro comes out of nowhere. And attacks Gage. He does. Um, he uh, gives him a good bite on the arm. And then he notices the door's open and De Niro bolts through the door and he starts chasing the other two. And he gets in a proper foot chase with Walker, Malkovich's be- character. They basically have a game of like floor is lava. 
Yeah, basically, yeah, they're running all over the top of this stuff. Um, Walker gets on top of this like gang tree that you mentioned earlier, um, but suddenly he falls through it. Yeah, and flat backs onto this like pile of wood underneath, takes a big takes a big hit through this floor. Uh, but he does manage to go away. Um, so does Stacy. He does some parkour across a few things. He gets away <laughs> too. Um, they manage to get out of that room and lock the dog in it. Yeah. Don't they? So the dog's now locked away again. Gage, though, is not in a good way. Gage is in a pretty bad way. He got pretty badly beaten up. Yeah, by so they kind of have to drag him out. So they kind of they? drag him away because the dog notices the hole in the wall that Gage found earlier. Yes. And makes his way up there. There's this... The dog chase scenes are quite tense in this because it's a massive dog. They and are. When, and it's and, an intelligent dog. And, and they, they make really good use of the environment. Cause there's, yeah, they do. Because there's lots, of, like you say, there's lots of things to jump off over between. There's lots of good hiding places. There's lots of holes in the wall. This is like a derelict yeah. building. So lots of holes in the floors and things. They do make the most of that for these set pieces, I must say. Um, we get another dog flashback at this point. Um it's kind of like the setup of the fight that the dog's obviously been in. It's De Niro's um, first test, first, isn't it? First, yeah, so they set him up in a test fight with a couple of old dogs to see how he gets on. Um, we hear this fight. We, again, the, you never see any dog-on-dog violence in this film. It's um, a bit... Comical. I don't want to see that, no way. But <laughs> No, not at all. I'm not sure this was the best way to do it because, because... You, you've... The camera pans up. It's in like an empty swimming pool, isn't it? Yeah. And and the camera pans up to Antonio Banderas and this other guy's there watching the dog fight. And then all you see at the bottom of the screen is like terrible. I presume it's CGI, but it might have just been a guy in the bottom of the swimming pool throwing balls of fluff up. There was, into the there was like fluff balls flowing, flying up. And then, and a, then a bit a of red. Blood, blood splatters up the wall. I don't think it was CGI. I think it was just somebody shooting some paint up the wall and throwing some fluff about um, but there's loads of dogfight noises and it turns out that De Niro's beaten these two other dogs it takes the win and everybody looks quite surprised at how good it is how good this dog is at fighting because he yeah. doesn't look at that point he doesn't look like a fighter no later on he does um, cut back to the guy Stacy patches Gage up a bit gives him um, a few bandages and what have you calls him a weeble wobble yeah which he has got no idea what that is because he's not 40 years old um, but weebles wobble and they don't fall down. That's the slogan. He's basically, he's basically saying, "Look, you can take all this shit, but you keep getting back up." He's, he's kind of telling him he's impressed with him in a little way. He's kind of coming around to him a little bit, isn't he? Ish, yeah. <laughs> um, then they find some tournament brackets on a wall. Yeah, they've they've, they've now managed to like ensconce themselves in an office. Yeah, um, so they're in like the le- the leader's office now. Yeah. This is like a proper dogfighting, proper setup, isn't it? The whole yeah. This this is like the league admin center. That <laughs> yeah, now it really in. is. Um, it appears De Niro has done very. This is where we find out the dog's called De Niro, uh, because he's pretty much won every match he's ever been in. It's just By, um, match after match after match, to just win a highlights for him all the way through. My cat has just joined, jumped up on the table. So if there's any cat noises, <laughs> the, okay. Must, have, must be all this animal talk. You're the cat person, aren't you? Uh, yeah. The two of us. I'm the dog person out of the two of us. Yeah. Um, Gage then gets the flashback. We uh, find out a bit more about Gage's character because he rescued a dog when he was a kid. Yeah, so they've all got a dog story. Yeah, they have. Um, 
basically he picked up this he was in an abusive relationship with his father um it, it was just the two it seemed to be just the two of them i think so yeah um his dad beat him up quite a lot his dad if his dad found out that he'd got a dog that he would kill him probably uh, but he rescues his dog keeps it in the family barn um and he was res- he was robbing food from school yeah to feed this dog and then look after it and the dog came to trust him the dog liked him um, but then school holiday started and he had no way of feeding the dog anymore. So he robbed some food from the family fridge, from his dad's fridge. It was like some mincemeat, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Uh, because the dog was dying. The dog was starving to death. He said he, said he hadn't fed it for four days or something. Yeah, So and it was his last resort. He didn't want to rob from his dad because he knew his dad was a psychopath. Um, his dad obviously finds out. His dad kills the dog in front of him with a massive hammer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We, we've talked about doesdedogdie.com before. Um, this film's going to have a field day with that website. Many dogs <laughs> die. <laughs> Many dogs die. But you know, you don't ever see a dog die. But no. there is lots of implications of death, dead dogs in this film. You do see some dead dogs. If that if that's a turn off for you. Yeah, so he, his dad kills this dog in front of him. That was, that's Gage's dog story. I, I think this is the flashback that added the most in terms of character. Agreed. For what it for what character there are there is in this film <laughs> about a killer dog, uh, this gave us the most meat on the bones. Agreed. Although of Gage, this the Gage character did not last much longer. No. So <laughs> did we really need it? Um, then they come across another room and they find a fuck ton of money. Yeah, there's um, a secret room behind a load of uh, nudie pictures. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out there's more money in this room than there is in the safe that they've just robbed. Yes. So they're like, forget about the safe. Let's take this money. Let's bag this up. That, what do they say? There's there's more more here than we've got in the in the car, but yeah. not too much to carry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then the they... perfect amount for a thief, I think. <laughs> yeah, just the right amount, isn't it? Enough to carry, but more than you've already got. Then they find Gage. Um, Gage is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Gage has taken more drugs and has taken more drugs than his body can handle and has died of a drug overdose. I'm going to say straight away, Yeah, I was sure he was coming back later in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It just came a bit out of the blue, didn't it? it was like I didn't just think he was that, dead. No, I, I agree with you there. We've just had that big character building moment for him. And then we never see him alive again after that. Yeah, that was the last thing he thought of, that horrible memory. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. He didn't have a good life, that guy. Then we get another flashback. Um, This time it's a Stacey flashback. He's in a hotel room with his girlfriend. Um, He's arranging to meet up with her somewhere. Yeah, I believe this is just uh, just before this heist was about to Yeah, he says, I've got to do a couple more jobs. And then we'll be free, sort of thing. I can't. I just need a bit more. I need a bit more money. And, and it turns out, it, it appears that she's heard all this shit before. Yeah. And she storms out. She's like, I'm not waiting for you. You can, if you want to come and find me, come and find me, but I'm not waiting for you. Um, cut it's back a, to the. Act- it's a paper thin backstory, isn't it? Really it for is. This character. It's just to kill some time in the film. I can hear a cat purring. <laughs> I'm trying to move her away. <laughs> um, cut back to the characters in the film. Stacey walks in a room and just as Walker is about to pass out, he's kind of collapsing onto some lockers. He's in a um, worse way than he was letting on. He really is because he shows 
Stacy his side where he took this bump earlier on and his whole left hand side of his body is a bruise yeah the whole thing is a huge bruise where he fell through this floor earlier on uh, um, and Stacy says I've seen something like this before uh, yeah you're, you're a dead man <laughs> yeah he's like I'm gonna call an ambulance we need to finish this here I'm calling an ambulance if I don't call an ambulance now you're gonna die I've seen people in prison die from that sort of thing um Walker's like fuck off you're not calling an ambulance you can leave me here I'll be all right. Yeah. It's like, get out. You take the money. You get out. You get out. You go to go and find your girl. Get out of here. And uh, leave me here to die. But Stacey's like, nah, I'm a crim for life. There's no point. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Before, it's- briefly during this scene, we have, we get another flashback to um, De Niro again. Uh, he, this time he's being electrocuted. Oh, that was horrible. It was rank. <laughs> Did not enjoy this one. Uh, this so, was possibly a step too far. Yeah, so the, the handler puts him in a trough, doesn't he? Full of water, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, connects up a couple of leads. And then, obviously, you don't, like you say, you don't, don't see, anything, see it. But it's it's no. just, nah, yeah, didn't need it. We find out why this dog is so angry and why he's ripped the fuck yeah. out of this dog handler, for sure. Um, Stacy decides, I'm not leaving Walker here. I'm going to go and get help. I'm going to go back into that room where that dog is. Yeah. Um. He arms himself with a crowbar. Um, they, they point out at the beginning of the film that they don't have any guns. It was a job that didn't need guns, so they didn't take any. Yes. Um, so they've got no weapons. So he's got a crowbar. Um, and he's go. what he's decided he's going to do is... Gage told them about the van that was down on the loading dock earlier. So they figure the dead man must have the key to that van. Yeah. He's so the only other person to- they've found, so stands to reason, I guess. Yeah. So they go to the van. They go to the dead dude to get the key unfortunately the dead dude's gone yeah he wasn't where he was he's been um, dragged away out of the locker room yeah um stacy then finds the torture room where this electrocution was just going on and the dead dude's now in there so the dogs dragged him in there um in also in this room i should point out is a massive pile of dead dogs yeah <laughs> this film's so uncomfortable it's like it's not nice is it no no <laughs> Um, yeah, and, there's a massive pile of dead dogs in this room. But he doesn't notice that until he's got the key. Yeah. Uh, and then he happens to look up and there's this huge pile of dead dogs in his in his uh, eye line. Yeah, but what made him notice is the fact that one of the dead dogs is not a dead dog at all. Yeah. It's De Niro. De Niro is lying in this dog pile just looking at him. And then he gives chase. And this leads to the best part of this film, um, in my opinion. Do you agree? This, I would say, this, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. This chase, this chase between the two of them now is brilliant. So he, he legs it. The dog chases after him. Uh, dog smashes a door down. Um, Stacy slides down a tube like a slide, I guess. Um, it's, like a, a, it's like it's a like builder's. A, yeah, how, yeah, yeah. To yeah, well, they throw their rubble down. Yeah, um, which he thinks he's got away because he's like, "There's no way the dog will do that." But the dog does that. Um, then he finds an old school, a couple of old school buses, doesn't he? Parked up, sure. And he manages to get on one of them, and he shuts the door just as the dog's about to get on with him. So he's now trapped in a school bus. Unfortunately, Unfortunately he's not checked. <laughs> he's not checked the back door, which this bus does not have. Yeah, <laughs> the back door is wide open. Um, the dog realizes the dog's very intelligent. The dog realizes this, legs it to the door. Stacy smashes through a window of the bus, gets on the roof of the bus. He jumps over a few more roofs of buses and other things and manages to get away. 
and he finds <laughs> what I can just only describe as a maze of boxes. I I just, I just put it uh, called it a furniture maze because I thought it was like wardrobes and yeah, there's all sorts cupboards of and but made into like a maze shape for some reason. Yeah, it's, and he manages. Just... Go on. It's not random. It's actually made into like a zigzag of. <laughs> so it's got be, like a yeah. corridor, isn't it? Yeah. Um, really convenient for the the uh, tension at this point in the movie because <laughs> it is really tense at this point. That that scene goes on for quite a while, and the, this dog's chasing him constantly. Um, he gets through this maze. He's hiding in this maze. He gets through this maze, and when he gets out the other side, there's literally nothing there. It's just a wall. Yeah. So he's kind of stuck now, um, and then he finds a piano. Yeah, of like course. An old, an old grand piano. Yeah, the top's um, not on. Top's not on. So he hides in the piano, um, and he's lying there flat on this piano. And the dog doesn't see him. The dog doesn't know he's there. No, we and cut back to like dog cam, and obviously he can't. He can't see in the piano. So. No. So he gives up. The dog turns away, and he's like, "Oh, I've lost him." Um, he goes to walk off, and then you see a little bead of sweat drip off of uh, Stacy's face or forehead and it drops and it hits a piano string on the way past and smashes <laughs> pings and then lands on the floor. Yeah. And the dog hears that. And then the this dog, this crazy dog, throws himself at the side of this piano a few times. He does. destroys this piano. So he doesn't quite split into the side, so he changes tactic, doesn't he? And he just goes for the legs of yes, the piano. He does. Um, which causes the piano to split in half and land on him, lands on the dog. Yeah. So the way the way this is done is that uh, we hear the we hear and see the piano crash, and Stacy falls out of it. He hits the deck yeah. and passes out. Yeah. Uh, so we lose sight of the dog. Yeah. As does Stacy. We don't know where the dog's gone. Um, and like you say, Stacy passes out. The the we then cut to him waking up and. Yeah. Surprisingly, he's still in one piece. Yeah. Uh, and the dog's nowhere to be seen. No. And then he looks around and he sees the dog. And the dog's trapped under the piano. Yeah. And it's crying. And it's crying. Yeah. It's wailing at him. And, and, and I, I felt I, that bit got me, you know? Yeah. Agreed. And it also got Stacy because Stacy was about to leave. Um, and then he doesn't. He goes back to rescue this dog. Yeah. Because he's a nice guy. And he actually is a, dog, lifts, is a dog person. He's a dog person, indeed. So he lifts this piano off this dog. The dog gets away. The dog looks a bit beaten up now. But it, it just kind of stares at him for a second and then walks away and leaves. So they've, they've developed a bond. Yeah. Stacey just saved his life. They're mates. Yeah. They're yeah. cool. So Stacey goes back for Walker. I thought Walker was dead at this point. Yeah, he's in, he's, he's in uh, real he's bad de- shape. He's in unconscious. So he, dra- he drags Walker... They get to this van, and Walker's like, well, I think I'm going to retire. I think I've had enough. Yeah, I think this yeah. will be my last job, on reflection. <laughs> on reflection. <laughs> if I don't die, I'm going to retire. Um, they get in the van, just as they're about to pull off in, from this van, a car pulls up. Sure. Uh, who's in the car, Nick? It's uh, Antonio Banderas. Tony B, otherwise known as Blue in this film. Um, he does have a gun. He's got multiple guns. He's got a lot of guns. He's not very good at shooting them. No. Um, however, he does shoot through the car doors, the van doors, and puts a bullet in Walker. Yeah, then he puts a few more in him. Because Walker throws his body in front of Stacy. He gives up his life for him. Because that is the end of John Malkovich in this film. It was nice to know him. It was. <laughs> Blue, Stacy runs off. 
obviously after he's checked the walker's dead. Blue follows him. They're kind of chasing after each other. He's still got the money. So Stacey's still got the bag full of money. Stacey's still got the bag full of cash. Blue's just randomly shooting at him constantly. Um, Stacey at some point hangs from a ceiling. Um, oh, this th- Again, this gave me a real unintentional laugh because I, I don't think the cut was quite right. And he does this ridiculous leap from <laughs> a gantry onto like this light. And it was yeah. so far. It, it was. was like he was suddenly Captain America or something. So he's basically jumped over a wall. Which yeah. With Blue being on the floor, there's a door in the way. So he's kind of got away because he's jumped over the top of the wall and he's hanging on this light. Um, he falls through the roof of a van uh, on the opposite side of the wall. Um, and he lies there for a minute. But Blue kind of must own this place. Yeah, he's got the keys. He's got the keys to these he's doors. He's got the secret. <laughs> um. So Blue follows him. Stacy's now hiding. Um, he appears to be under a boat. Yes. Um, and then Blue knows this. There's three boats lined up on the floor, and yeah, he knows that three. There's three upturned, dilapidated boats. There are indeed. Um, Blue knows that he's underneath one of them because he can't possibly be anywhere else. And so he starts. He shoots at one of the boats, and he starts at the same time telling a story. Yeah, he's, we're getting. Uh, he's monologuing. Yeah. Um, about it's basically when he was a kid he shot the neighbor's dog because he couldn't control yeah it's his dog story yes everybody's got a dog story so when he was a kid he shot the neighbor's dog that there's more to it than that but that's your basic story yeah because it was like shitting in his mum's garden yeah something like that um whilst he's telling the story he's shooting at these three boats just before he shoots at the third boat which is the one that uh, stacy is hiding under stacy sees the rabbit (laughs) He does, yeah. <laughs> that we saw earlier. And he realises that the boat that he's under doesn't have an end. No, so he it's can got get a out. massive hole in it. So he can escape. So he escapes, but he does take a bullet in the arm as he goes. So he, he's running through this building. He's on like the third or fourth story of this building. Um, Unfortunately, this building has a massive fucking hole in it. Yeah. It's, uh, like, should, it's not the first time we've seen it. So no, it's, it's not. It was, was referenced earlier. Briefly. It's almost like, you know, the Jumanji house in Jumanji when it splits yes. in half. It's like that. You can just see down through all four stories. The building is somehow split in half down all four stories. Um, so he's trapped. He's kind of stuck. He can't go back the way he came because Blue's coming with a fucking gun. I've said fucking a lot in this episode. I apologise. <laughs> he's also um, upgraded, hasn't he? So he switched from like his pistol. He's now got like a automatic uh, yeah. rifle. Yeah. Um, but he, Blue also realises that Stacey's got nowhere to go. So he puts his gun down. He leans it up against the wall at this point and gets goes back to his pistol. Um, and he shoots at him, but he misses again because he's not a very good shot. Well, um, yeah. I mean, the way it's directed is that Stacey pushes himself back over the edge of this precipice. Yeah. But the bullet, it's like he matrixes under this bullet. Yeah. And the bullet goes through the bag of money. Yeah. So the, the bag of money gets shot. Stacy falls backwards through this hole. So you think he's a goner. But for some reason, there's a pool of water at the bottom. A huge swimming pool at the a bottom. A huge swimming pool at the bottom that's full of water. So he lands in this water. Oh, this is where he gets shot in the arm. Sorry. The, the bullets no, are he, raining. No, no. He's, he did get pinged in the arm did he? when so he, he was in the boat. Twice. And he gets shot in the leg underwater. Ah, you're right, he does. So, yeah, the, you can see the bullets running down, raining down on him underwater. And... Uh, he drops the money. Let's go of the money, because he needs to go. He needs to dive because he notices a hole underneath him that he can swim yes. through. Um, 
he gets pinged in the leg as he does and then he surfaces in a different room um this is the dogfighting arena we've not seen yeah he's in the he's in the pit yeah um he's standing right in the middle of this pit and then suddenly takes a bullet in the chest yes out of nowhere because i don't know how tony b got down four stories as quick as he did Um, but he's dry so he didn't go in the uh, he didn't go in the water (laughs) it's in the water um he gets the bullet in the chest the lights come on in this room um, Blue finishes off the end of his story by saying, since I killed that dog, I've been adopting dogs ever since, but I uh, I make them fight. He um, says, it's my hobby. It's his like hobby, he's, Like he's, I don't know, doing sewing or something. One of my favourite quotes comes at this point because he says, and it's a silly quote, he says, a dog that fights is a fighting dog and a man <laughs> that steals is a thief. <laughs> so, yep, <laughs> you're not wrong. Two factual statements. And then we get a flashback to the day that Blue picked up De Niro, found him on the streets as a tiny little puppy. Cute little thing when he was a kid, wasn't he? Yeah, very much so. Blue picks him up out off the street. So was the dog. Car. <laughs> and then we go into Dog's Eye View again, because the dog enters the film again. The dog arrives in the dogfighting arena. So you've got Stacy on the floor, taking a bullet. Blue, Tony B, standing above him. And the dog now has made an appearance as well so whose side is the dog gonna take because well it's pretty obvious <laughs> yeah. tony b puts the gun right in the dog's face he does because he's saying to stacy i it looks like you've made a rapport with my dog because he would have taken your throat out if you hadn't um and then the dog attacks he and goes this, right for it this is the first time we actually see any proper violence in this film because he takes tony b's throat out <laughs> doesn't he? he like literally latches onto his he throat. does yeah takes him uh, out unfortunately as yeah. he he mounts tony b uh he still has his gun in his hand so yeah. he does empty the clip into the side of de niro he does the the dog takes some bullets um blue then dies stacy crawls over to the dog the dog is dying too Stacy crawls over to the dog. He's kind of comforting him. Comforting it. Comf- I can't never say comforting. Comforting him. I still can't say it. He's comforting him. They're both as, crying. They're both crying. The dog's dying. Stacy's probably dying as well. Yeah. Um, nobody's and in a good way. He just says, you're a good boy. You're a good boy. He keeps saying that over and over again. And then we cut to a lady on a beach. And suddenly she looks up. She looks a little bit surprised. And Stacy's slowly limping towards her and he's got a puppy and he has a puppy and then the film ends right my first question yep do you think that was really him on the beach or do you think he was that was his like last uh image as he was dying in the real world uh, yeah probably okay i don't think he survived that bullet to the chest it hit him pretty heart heart central my interpretation would be that was the last thing he sort of imagined as he left this mortal coil. I think you're right. I hadn't given it a lot of thought, but I think you're probably right. What did you think overall? I liked it, and I kind of feel like I shouldn't have liked it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm quite mixed on the message of this movie because it is then dedicated to a dog. <laughs> it really is. is and. True. I think this tries to come from a good place in terms of the person that made this movie is clearly a dog person. Yeah. 
But in making a movie about dogfighting, I don't know if that's achieving a good thing. <laughs> There's a lot of dog violence in this film. Yeah. You're right. I, I, I am concerned by the glorification of it, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'd agree with that. I think There's... that's why I've got mixed feelings. There's bits of it that don't need to be in there. The, the electrocution scene was uncomfortable to watch. Um, the pile of dead dogs is not a nice thing to be looking at. No. Um, I didn't like the scene where he, he went and fought that other dog for the first time either. No. Yeah, you're right. I guess it was... We, we got the idea that the dog was angry and violent from the very beginning. You didn't need to tell us that three or four times in flashbacks of how he got angry and violent. Yeah, because it, We just and, knew and it, that he was. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, in, it's implicit in a fighting dog that a fighting dog's going to be an angry and violent dog. Um, and I know I wanted to tell the story that that it was he was redeemable. Um, yeah. And I don't know, maybe it was just a bit too heavy-handed. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd agree with that. It is very heavy-handed. It, it does throw stuff at you that you don't need to see. Um, did it whiz by? Yes, it did. It did. It absolutely did. It's it's a very high-tempo film. It takes a little while to get going. There's, like you say, there's those few filler scenes at the beginning that are unnecessary. I didn't, the poodle I didn't, a bit much. I didn't hate the flashbacks. I that, one was, that one was a bit odd. Um, I didn't but, hate them. I just think they may be unnecessary. But like you said, well, there's there's not a lot of story there in this film. There's it's no. three people trapped in a warehouse with a dog. You've got to fill it, and the, some of the filler did feel like filler. Maybe maybe it's because he's in it more. But I I thought of the three leads, uh, Stacy was the least interesting character. Yes, yes, <laughs> and I'd agree with that. He was the one who made it to the end. <laughs> I this um, film is saved by its cast. Without this cast, this film oh, yeah. is a lot worse. A lot worse. Even Malkovich dialing a role in is better than ninety percent of everybody else. I mean, he he can't <laughs> he can't save the the shitness of some of this writing, but he has a good go. Yeah, uh, he does. and he's him on his yeah. worst day is better than the majority of actors on their best. He's classing classing the joint up a bit, isn't Completely. he? Completely. Adrian Brody did as well. He he wasn't like you say. He was the most boring character, but he's he's a good actor, and a good actor can make any script decent i suppose he's he's With, not as allowed to he's not got as much to go at in terms of he's just the straight man isn't he he's, yeah. he's not malkovich the eccentric uh Culkin's obviously got the Culkin got the, to do some acting during, during his yeah. flashback he got to do some proper acting and then tony b is just a violent bastard and he's he's turned up to do a day's work on this movie hasn't he antonio Banderas. yeah one or two days at the most stroll around in in a, a nice suit he gets in, to do a bit uh, of a monologue to camera and then he takes his paycheck and goes home but i wouldn't this cat this film doesn't work as well as it does with four unknown characters or four unknowns in it the, the fact no, that these so. four are in it elevates this film up you've got to give it that i guess the cat the cast make the film yeah because the cast is wonderful but that being they're, said they're slumming it but that being said once it gets going the last half an hour 25 minutes of this film are really tense and really quite exciting yeah, the ch- the chase between uh, Stacy and uh, and De Niro, uh, that that final chase is is really good. It is, yeah. And then it culminates in their bond, and then he rescues him at the end. It was probably always going to happen, but it was it was good to see. I quite enjoyed the last half an hour of the film. How do you Excellent. turn the tide on it? Uh... <laughs> it's difficult because 
it's probably as good as it can be. It's a film about three men stuck in a warehouse with a dog chasing them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. How, it's at a level, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't mean, think you can probably make it any better. I, I wouldn't want to change the setting because I think they had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Um. I I don't need some of those scenes that we talked about. Yeah, you could probably... The only things you could change are the flashbacks. You could probably make the flashbacks better. Well, I was going to say, the only could, one we didn't... The only one we didn't get a flashback from because he he monologued it was was Tony Antonio B. Banderas. Maybe. Yeah, that was weird because everybody else was kind of monologuing whilst the flashback was going on, but yeah. he didn't. He just talked. I mean, you never actually saw what he was talking about. So it was, that was. A I liked uh, just a little thing that I did like. I forgot to mention is when um, when Markovich and Brody were telling their stories. They were then in the story, weren't they? So they yeah, were just they were so when they the were scenes. when they were sat against the pommel horse it turned into them sat against the storage locker when they were looking for the truffles i quite like that little yeah i quite like that little touch it was good um i I think if anything if i I don't think it's an earth-shattering change but i think i want i think i want gage to make it a bit further along yeah that was weird Um, how he got his flashback got his story told and then died straight away bit more interplay between them because it was always obvious that he was going to be the one that died. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Maybe he should have, maybe he should have been, maybe Malkovich should have gone first. Uh, Malkovich could have been wackier. Yeah. Why not? But it feels like Cage. an easy one to say with Let's him. But... Cage in there somewhere. <laughs> Let's have Nicolas Cage play it was, the dog. That's, that's what the dog was in at the start. <laughs> I want Nicolas Cage to play the dog. He could oh. do the, the inner monologue voice of the dog. That would make it better. Fine. <laughs> I'm in. I'll sign. I'll sign up for that. Excellent. Do you want to talk stream table? Yes, please. Um, This will be the 12th film going into this stream table, which puts us almost halfway through this season. Well, it does put us halfway through this season. Exciting. Crazy. Crazy how fast time flies, isn't it? Do you want me to run through the whole thing? Uh, Yes, please. I have updated, so I've got it written down this week. The website is fully up to date. Um, In uh, 11 at the moment is Temple, bottom of the stream. Uh, room 205 is 10th, After is number 9, 8 is Alien Warfare, 7, Happy Anniversary, 6 is TikTok, Top 5, John Henry is at number 5, 4 is Paradise Hills, 3 is Urge, 2 is In the Shadow of the Moon, currently at the top of the stream is The Disappearance at Clifton Hill. Where does Bullethead go? I think I'm around 5 or 6. <laughs> we always seem to be around there at the minute. Um, It's... But very... I could hear I could hear something for it going a bit higher, maybe. You've got to compare it to John Henry. It's John Henry's another violent film. It's the same vibe from the yeah. two two films. I think it's better than TikTok. Yes. Um, I personally think it's better than John Henry as a story th- and I, as an I th- acting. I think I do, and I think I think it's got more going for it than John Henry. I agree. I think the story's better. That brings us to Paradise Hills, last week's film. You, uh, I think this is an interesting one because, if anything, I didn't mind Paradise Hills and I still don't mind it. Yeah. But a week later from having seen it, I think I like it less, having thought about it a bit. And I, well, I know I wasn't really like particularly praising it last week. It was fine. I still think it was fine. I'm not sure that I had that much fun watching it I in agree. hindsight. I'd agree with that. I thought the same thing this week, and I, like I said in the episode, I can't, I cannot get over that vampire rosebush. 
I just I just can't get past Completely it. Completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Um, there was bits about this movie we've watched this week, Bullethead, that I did not like. Yes. Overall, it, stu- it stuck to the rules that it made. Yes, and it, for what it's worth, it is not leaving my head at any point. Um, I think this is a better film than Paradise Hills. I, I think I'm agreeing with you. I also think that this season must be quite poor for the fact that this film's about to go fourth in the stream table. <laughs> um, when you think, when you look at some of the other stream tables and the films that are the fourth, they, they, it doesn't even compete. Happy with that? I don't think it's better than Urge. I no, and Urge is not a great. No, exactly. Urge is at number three, and it's not a great film. <laughs> no. To be fair, In the Shadow of the Moon's only all right, and that's at number two. Yeah, I, I would arguably, for how I see it currently. The top two are a distance above everything else. Agreed. But there is still, a, there is quite a big asterisk next. <laughs> <laughs> this season is there for the taking. A film is going to come on and, sure. be, and be the best film we've seen this season by a margin. By a there's no way, margin. there's no way this is a closed shop so far this season. Not at all. Not at all. Happy with fourth? Yes. Okay. Wow. Also, I want I'll ask, I'll ask you one more question about it. This film's called Bullethead Makes No Sense. What would you call it? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I've said it. I have no idea either. I'm trying to think of a pun, and I can't think of <laughs> Let's discuss it in the Discord. It's, okay. Come on, guys. We'll, come, po- we'll pose that question. To the people in the Discord, come up with a better name for this. You will have all seen it. Come up with a better name for this film than Bullethead. And we'll uh, we'll discuss it there. And I'll, if you want to join us in the Discord, the link will be at the bottom of the show notes. Do you want to pick next I week's just, film? But can it not just be called Hench Boy? <laughs> Hench Boy, I like it. What about Good Boy? There's a film called Good Boys already. Well, it's got Jacob Tremblay in it. Why do we keep talking I, about that kid? I don't. <laughs> um, what do you want from next week's film? Dog Eat Dog. No, we've moved on now. We can talk <laughs> oh, about okay. the Discord. <laughs> That was a ploy to get people to join the Discord. <laughs> what are you after? Do you want something good? I'd like to see something go to the top of the stream table. Yeah, it's just I want <laughs> I want um, something to knock my socks off. I don't care what genre Agreed. you are. Shall I press the button? Do it. It has picked a film called All of My Friends Are Dead. Okay. Any ideas? I mean, I'm presuming it's zombies. We're going back to the zombie well. Are we indeed? Um, you appear to be incorrect. Oh, okay. Um, this is a Polish Netflix original. Love it. Um, from last year, 2020, and is described as a comedy crime drama. We've got a Polish comedy. Up for that? Yes, 100%. Do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. During the New Year's Eve party of a bunch of friends, a series of crazy events bring out secrets, breaks hearts, and leads to a shocking ending. Okay, I'm in. Uh, obviously, I don't think there's going to be anybody we've heard of in it because it's Polish. Uh, it's got languages spoken, Polish and French, so I think it might uh, be multilingual. It's rated at Fantastic. 5.8 on IMDb. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty pr- high pre- for what we've had pre- so far this it, it, it is pretty high for us. An interesting one, that. So uh, go and check out All My Friends Are Dead. And in the meantime... Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. The username is at B-O-T-S underscore podcast. Um, email address, if you want to email us for any particular reason, is at bottomofthestream at gmail.com. And the website is bottomofthestream.com. I spent a bit of time on the website the weekend, so that's all been updated. 
So it's completely up to date. All, four, all five season stream tables are on there. Um, every episode we've ever recorded is on there. The Botskas are all on there now. Um, you can even get some merch if you click on the right button and buy some cool bottom of the stream stuff. You can get a shower curtain if you want to. Um, <laughs> come and join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. You'll find us on there for a couple of quid every month. You'll get early access to the movie show. You'll get some bonus episodes. Um, Nick writes a newsletter every month, which is due any day now for the people who already subscribed. Don't know if he's started on it yet. And if you come in at a certain level, you'll get a wild card, so you can pick the film we watch. And after all of that, come and join us on Discord. Discord is free. The link's in the bottom of the show notes. You can chat to us about anything you want. We're always active in there. There's always somebody active in there. And we'll uh, we'll discuss what a better name for Bullethead is. Sounds like a plan to me. If you've got a few spare minutes, please consider leaving us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts. We are on all the typical podcast places, Apple, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Podbean, Podchaser, uh, anywhere you can leave us a review. It really helps the algorithm and puts us in front of more people's eyeballs and in their ear holes. Maybe you could make like De Niro uh, and just piss a review onto the floor. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. It's disgusting. <laughs> so, but yeah, do all of the other stuff and then come back. We'll be back on Monday for the wave and we'll be back next Thursday to talk to you about all of my friends are dead. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>